What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another episode of an unparalleled sports talk. I kind of stumbled my name up a little bit. Just tells you it's going to be a good segment because I'm already frustrated. I'm your host, Kwame Fisher-Jones, and I'm joined, as always, talking NBA by my man, Sports Talk, Terry Everett, Terry Jr. Now, Everett E., I'm coming to you for help with this one. I came to you months ago with help about Embiid, Harden, and Maury. I'm coming to you because I'm frustrated about what's going on with Zion Williams. I wake up. There are reports that the there are reports that there's concern about Zion's conditioning. Mm-hmm. He reportedly won't get on a diet or listen to the team's fitness request. That's one mm-hmm. report. Now you've got guys out here like JJ Reddick saying that he hasn't brought in. You got Shaquille O'Neal making comments on it. The team is is unnamed sources are reportedly he refuses to prioritize his diet, refuses to get in conditioning. Before I go into my diatribe, where do you think the blame for this should lie? And the reason why I ask this question is there are people in this world that are self-motivated and there are people that need help being motivated. We know which side Zion lies on. So with that being said, where do you see this headed? Who is to blame here? And can this, you know, I'll leave it there. Where do you see this headed? Who's benefiting from this, this slander right now? So at the end of the day, a lot of times when teams want to create a narrative, they will leak, quote, quote, uh, yep. different storylines and things to try to get a spin. I ultimately feel that the New Orleans Pelicans want to move on from Zion. And here's the reason why. Take aside the fact from the conditioning. The man cannot stay healthy. And his conditioning has a lot to do with that. He focuses too much on off-the-court stuff. But he's also 20 years old. It's 2021. What do you expect him to do? He's a a horny 20-year-old with money. What, What do you expect him to focus on? You use the last segment to say all guys do is look at Instagram models and jump shoots. Well, he watches porn stars and then dates them and then wipes them up and then has babies with other chicks. Like, that's what he on off the court. But the problem is all of that is a distraction. And if you're truly supposed to be the guy, the number one overall pick to live up to, quote, expectations, which we talked about in another segment, you have to prioritize basketball. The greats didn't take off seasons. The greats didn't get caught up in all this extra stuff. They focused on what they needed to focus on and continue working and honing on their craft. You have yet to see that from Zion. And even when guys like Embiid, who got ripped for being out of shape year after year after year, started to take his conditioning more seriously, the man won an MVP. Why? Because he was able to play most of the season. Because he lost weight. He got himself in shape. Zion yeah, doesn't need to lose a ton of weight. A coach made him play. Give Doc Rivers credit. No one ever gives up. I haven't heard enough people. Doc Rivers made him play basketball. I don't disagree with that. But what I'm saying is, to that point, let's let's keep that same energy and and, and now transition that to Zion because that's my point. He doesn't have that person in his ear that he can listen to, that he respects enough to take in and buy in. And what happens is when you've got guys like Brandon Ingram and veterans like C.J. McCollum, on this roster, Jonas Valanciunas, they have a good roster. They have a roster that can compete. But they get blown out on national TV with no other game, no other game to watch, by 40, (laughs) 45 points, and everybody on your roster is healthy? Because you didn't even know C.J. McCollum was going to play basketball for a while. He came back and played. 
That goes to show you that they're not what they think that they are. They're further away than they'd like to be. Because the, the truth of the matter is the Pelicans, where they are with their roster constructed, should be about a 5-6 seed in the West. But they're closer to an 8-9 with the way that they come out and play flat. And I love Willie Green. But maybe he's not the coach that's going to get the most out of a guy like Zion. Because clearly, if David Griffin, who drafted him, didn't do a good job creating a whole thing around Zion that could get Zion to buy in, the circle of people around Zion couldn't do anything to get Zion to buy in, maybe change of scenery is what Zion needs. He's living down in New Orleans with nothing but good food, seafood, crawfish, jambalaya. I mean, all the stuff that's just going to pack pounds on you. He's a big, young kid with money and metabolism. You know, he can eat. That's just what he's going to do. And he's not going to turn around and then go in the gym and run for two hours afterwards. He's just not. So the problem you have is maybe the Pelicans have reached their break point. Not because he isn't talented. Not because when he plays, he's not a 20 and 6, 20 and 7, 20 and 8 guy with potential to be a 20, 29 and 5 kind of guy. But it's because of the fact that they've just gotten to a place where they don't want to deal with it anymore. You know, you saw it with Kristaps Porzingis in New York. He didn't, they didn't want to deal with him anymore. They moved on from him. You see it happen all the time. Kyrie Irving, people can't deal with him. They move on from him. Guys move around all the time. I'm fairly certain this is headed down a road where Zion Williamson will get traded or will get moved because the teams aren't going to continue dealing with a guy that doesn't buy into their concept. They are trying to build something special in New Orleans. He will get a King's Hall for him. So if they create a narrative that all he really needs is a good diet plan, there are like 20 gym, NBA GMs that will make a trade for him and give up some assets to get him. And maybe the Pelicans just chalk this year and they take the picks and whatever pieces they get back. And, and maybe they get a decent piece back. They can play right now. And they go and they, they, and they start over, you know, and they build around CJ and Ingram and Jonas and add a piece with picks. That That's the only thing I can see at this point, because there's no way you can keep blasting this young man and then expect him to re-up what you want an extension. So, you know, I'm I'm going to be measured with my statements here because a, I, if I cursed and I have to check a different box and the podcast goes in a different segment and it might not get listened to. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be measured here. I'm going to say this. We'll start out with this. You ever heard the phrase, that's why you can't have nice things. Yes. Like, you know, um, with, with children, you know, that they break stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's why we can't have nice things. You know, a guy um, cheats on a pretty girl. Oh, that's why he can't have nice things. This mm-hmm. is why the Pelicans can't have nice things. Chris Paul, this is why the Pelicans can't have nice things. Anthony Davis, this this is why the Pelicans can't have nice things. And now here we are with Zion Williamson. So he never should have went to New Orleans. He didn't want to go to New Orleans. This isn't a Steph Curry didn't want to go to Golden State or we draft him anyway. This is a guy whose people pleaded with the Pelicans not to draft him. When they drafted him, did they play him? Did they set the bar, set the precedent that you're going to play basketball when you're – no, what did they do, E? They rested him. They gave yep. him game management, load management. Yep. What did they say? We're not going to rush him on the court. So right now, you've already said to this young man, playing basketball isn't important. Playing basketball isn't the number one thing. So now he's coming in not wanting to be there. This is his, was his fourth year? To that, no, yeah, it's his fourth season. He's 23 yeah. years old. At 23 years old, if you're passing judgment on the decisions that I make at 23 years old, yes, I'm not going to look too good. I'm going to make a lot of bad decisions. 
You're upset that a 23-year-old chooses buffalo wings over a vegetable spread. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Like, are yeah. we? Si- what are we talking about right now? You dropped him in the middle of New Orleans with a dysfunctional franchise, and that's what the Pelicans are. What are Pelicans known for? Being a moniker in the movie Scarface when he said, fly, Pelican, fly. No one knows. I've been in New Orleans... I've been in New Orleans a plethora of times. I've never seen a pelican in my life. I've seen alligators, seen crawfish, seen roux, seen turtles, seen goats. I ain't never seen a pelican. The organization in itself is all over the place. They have a football team, a football training staff working with his basketball players. They may not still have it today, but up until an hour ago, they did. And the last wow. thing I want to hear from is J.J. Reddick. The last thing I want to hear from is Shaquille O'Neal, because what did those guys do? They all got out of organizations they didn't want to be in. Zion can't do that. So now what the Pelicans are trying to do, and this may not be them leaking this. This may be Zion Williams' agent and his people leaking it so they can get him out of New Orleans. The man is not happy. You have a hostage, not a basketball player. And this is why your organization can't have nice things. You have bad coaches, season in and season out. You know why the Pelicans are in the division they're in? Quick little history story for everyone. This is the division the Pelicans are in. These are the other teams in there. Dallas, Houston, Memphis, and San Antonio. How does New Orleans fit in that demographic? You know why? Because when they were, they were the Charlotte Hornets. And the Charlotte Hornets were owned by a man named George Shin. And George Shin decided that he wanted to move to New Orleans. And David Stern said, don't move to New Orleans. And he said, screw you and the boat you came in on. I'm moving to New Orleans. And I'm going to sell my team to an auto dealer. And he sold David Stern to screw him, put him in a division that is going to make them travel more than any other team. Because if you look at every other team, their travels maybe an hour or two. New Orleans is quite the truck from San Antonio to San Antonio. So the point I'm trying to make is they've been cursed from day one. Zion wanted no part of that organization. Memphis Grizzlies having a problem with their star. This is why Memphis can't have nice things. Why? Because nobody wants to be there. No one wants to be there. The most famous thing about Memphis is a, cow, is a guy who's may or may not have stolen his whole catalog from black singers. No one wants to be in Memphis. So what are they having a problem with? Discipline for their young player because they, as an organization, are all over the place. Their idea of connecting with John Morant was bringing in Steven Adams. I'm going to say that again. Their idea of connecting with John Morant was bringing in a new man from New Zealand who uses the word mate. How'd that work out? What's New Orleans' idea of connecting with uh, with Zion Williamson? Trajan Langdon, because they both went to Duke. That's right up there with, well, they both like men. They're both men, so they'll get along. New Orleans is a bad team. They're a bad franchise. They're poorly run. David Griffin has been living off the LeBron success for I don't I know agree. how long. I, agree I mean, the only person who's lived off of it more is Kyrie Irving, and I love Kyrie to life. Everyone knows I love Kyrie to life. Kyrie has benefited more than anybody, more second, more to Griffin. No. I, I'll give you one better, Mike Brown, because he got two jobs. Mike Brown's a good coach. Mike Brown's a good coach. And Mike Brown's been okay. fired. Mike Brown's been yep. fired. He's been fired. Exactly after that. Everyone gives David Griffin an excuse. Griff is a good general manager. Per who? Per who? 
he made a good trade with AD. He got he a made good a good player. trade with Anthony Davis. Did he? Did he? Did he make a good trade with Anthony Davis? Or did, yeah. he, did he do a solid for LeBron? Now that's you know what. Take that off the table. We're not going to discuss that. Just saying okay. what Zion Williams said. And here's another thing I want to say. Being a general manager is probably about 30% talent evaluation, 70% dealing with players, whether you have to be a magnificent liar, it's player relationships. Okay. The reason why I bring it up is this. You're allowing a young man who coming out of Duke was known for having an extremely high basketball IQ and a winning smile. You could not find anyone to say something negative about Zion Williamson. He wasn't a damn good rebounder at Duke, Everett. He wasn't a good I rebounder agree. at Duke. I agree. He played with Barrett and he played with Barrett and Cam and was not the best. People argue he wasn't the best player on the team until he started to take over they halfway through the season. Cam. They said Cam Reddish in five years will be the best player to come out of this draft. Well, you mm-hmm. know, those are the same people that tell you he can't shoot, so I wouldn't take him. He's had he's having a career low in points. He's having a career – well, not a career low, but he's down in points. He's down in rebounds, but he's up in assists. His field goal percentage is down. His free throw percentage is down. His efficiency rating is down. His win shares – he is having a bad year. Why is he having a bad year? Oh, it's because he's out of shape. He's unhappy. And when you have a young so man – So where does he go? That's the question. Where, where, if, you're, if you're league GM, what team do you trade him to and for who? Uh, okay. first, first, let me answer the first question. He'll go anywhere. He'll go anywhere. I, I, I'll go to Orlando. I, 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 I'll go to Utah. I'll go anywhere. I'll go to Portland. Get me out of here. That's the first thing. The second thing is, if, I'm in, if I am a general manager, let's say, okay, I'm going I'm, I'm to give, give you three teams that if I was a general manager, this is a deal I would consider. This, this is a player I would consider in Zion Williams. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma mm. City would be the first place I would, I would – if I'm his agent on Zion's side, now you can't do this, but they do this, if that makes sense. I would contact Sam Presti and try to navigate a deal to get me to Oklahoma City. It sounds crazy because no, you say, well, okay. They got a well, million first round picks and they got young players to trade. And, okay, so let me explain it to the average fan. The reason why Oklahoma City works is it would not be Zion Williams' team. It's an organization that is efficiently run. Despite the fact they haven't won a title, they've been competitive in multiple di- multiple dimensions of their organization, meaning they were a team that transferred from Seattle. They managed to be competitive and grown with homegrown talent, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. But then they had to change on the fly. So they managed to be successful with Russell Westbrook and Paul George through trade and free agency. They've been able to keep their players because they foster an atmosphere, an environment that's conducive to their talents, not because the city's great, because all Oklahoma City has is, I want to say an Applebee's, maybe a Sizzler. So that would be the first place I would look for. Yes, they have the capital, but that would be a good spot, and they're well-coached enough with good player development guys at work. Another place, and a place I've been screaming at, screaming for years, is Miami. What's the number one talent? What's the number one thing the Miami Heat offer? Accountability. They micromanage their players, and that ain't for everybody. The reason why it works for Jimmy Butler is because Jimmy Butler is an irritant. He will irritate everyone around him. But he I can't don't know him. that putting a 23-year-old with money on South Beach is the best thing. That's just me. That's fine. They can do I'm just I was about to say things I shouldn't say. Look, there have been other players who have enjoyed Miami's nightlife and still had great seasons. Two of which, three of which are in the Hall of Fame. 
Zion is not a guy that, yes, he stumbled, but he stumbled because of an idle time. The idle time is the devil's playground. You put him in a structured environment with coaches who are going to not just hold him accountable, but whose success is tied into his and not the way New Orleans is because success in New Orleans is not being number one pick in the draft. Success in Miami is competing for a title. There's a different line of accountability there. And you have a guy in Eric Spolcher, you have a guy in Malik Allen, you have a guy in Don Tassel, you have yeah. you have guys that he can reach out to. The number one guy he can reach out to, a guy that is a lot of people don't notice, but has been great with guys off the court is Alonzo Mourning. There are so many guys that have stories about great things Alonzo Mourning has done for them when they come to Miami. You would be blown away by that. So that would be great. And that's where I want him to go because he has earned the right to go somewhere where he can play basketball and not be t- and not have people talk about his conditioning. Look, he's not going to be Carmelo. That's not going to happen at this stage of his life. No. This is not going to happen. So what you have to do is get him to be functionally in shape. So what, what does that mean exactly? What does that mean? That means he has to be able to play six straight minutes of basketball. Now, that sounds crazy. When you talk about guys that are 6'6 and bigger, Kawhi Leonard can't play six straight minutes of basketball. Paul George can't play six straight minutes of basketball. Giannis can play six straight minutes of basketball. Um, Embiid can't play six straight minutes of basketball. Joker can play six straight minutes of basketball. Luka can barely play six straight minutes of basketball. And when you say six straight minutes of basketball, it's up and down the court, no whistles, no fouls, no timeouts, nothing. That's where you need to get Zion. You get him there, everything else will fall in line. And with success, he will start working. This is a kid that came from the mud, E. This is not a guy that was highly recruited out of high school. People started hearing about Zion through highlight tapes. Overtime should be cutting him a check. House of Highlights should be cutting him a check. YouTube should be cutting him a check because that's how Zion got out. He got the last scholarship at Duke. He wasn't the number one recruit. R.J. Barrett was. R.J. Barrett was, yeah, and Cam was right behind him, yeah. Zion is a guy that has worked on his game. He's not a bad kid, man. He's no, not. No. He made some bad decisions, but this is not a bad kid, and he and his family have earned better. To talk about prioritizing, and every year it's about this. Didn't they leak the foolishness with the, uh, with the adult film star? How does she even get that close to him? How does that happen? This is the this is the CEO. This is the number one thing. Sitting franchise. at home all day. At yeah, but you know what? I got lawyers watching lawyers, so I don't go broke. Okay, he's sitting at home, but before when that when he hits send, and I'm about to sound really old right now. Don't you judge me. Before he hits send on the Twitter or the DM or whatever he used, that should be bouncing off of a firewall in the New Orleans Pelicans or uh New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> organization. I'm oh, serious. Man, talk about invasion of privacy. Good God. You want to, you want to talk to agents that yep. work for NBA franchise. There are paid federal agents that work on NBA franchise. You have no privacy. I pay you 20 plus million dollars. No, Zion's in the almost in the 30s. I pay you, I pay you almost a skillion dollars a year. Yes, I am watching who who you tweet, tweet at, whatever, however you say it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, so but there's no way they didn't know that he wasn't, you know, with so how, do you let, like, how do you let 
her get to him. The minute she shows up at the door, there should be an unmarked car with a briefcase telling her to turn around. And if she doesn't, they should have a list of every address of everybody that means anything to her and say, this person will know everything about you. We will make your life X, Y, Z. You will have a one credit score if you move forward again. This is their Well, that's prize. how she disappeared. That's how she, that's how she dropped off the map. Once the she damage got is already done. The damage is already yeah. done. Yeah, it's a PR nightmare for them. My 16-year-old knows the story. That's my point. That's my point. You think, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, you think Wilt Chamberlain had sex with over 20,000 women and didn't tick one off? Of course he did. But there was no social media. I guarantee if it were, he wouldn't have got past, he wouldn't have got you got handlers. You yeah. got people's number one job. Okay, fair enough. I'll fast forward. You think LeBron is Ward Cleaver out here? I, I say this all the time. There is no way if y'all think that LeBron has been with Savannah and only Savannah for 20 years. I got a beautiful well, I'm beach not in the saying he has No, 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 no. I'm not saying he has it. What I'm saying is I we am. don't know. I am. We don't know. Listen, we don't know. I know firsthand first that his Jordan. guy. Yeah, there Jordan, stories about stories. Michael Jordan and Allen Iverson that seep out on the back yeah. channels. Questlove has got a great story about Allen Iverson. If you ever got a chance, listen, look, look it up, look it up. It's the greatest story you ever hear. I'm not going to repeat it because that's not what I'm here to do. But it's a great story. Look, people, at I know people that have dealt with Allen Iverson. So yeah, so all those superstar it, athletes get get people. It but happens. the stories don't get out. Why don't they get out? Because they have federal agents that work on yeah. their they, team. They got guys. They got guys. I got lawyers watching lawyers so I don't go broke. I have my agent has somebody hot. I put I'll do this, but you don't think Tyrese Halliburton just jumped into that stratosphere? Oh, absolutely. You don't Any think the skin, Pacers, team light skin for the win. Hey. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I went all over the place because it frustrates me because A, I'm a fan of NBA players. I root for young people, white, black, Asian, it doesn't matter. I root for people who are gifted and who are able to pursue their talent uninhibited. And when you are 20 plus years old and playing at the height of your God-given ability, I root for you all toes down. And what I don't root for is mediocrity and mediocre, 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 medi I can't say it right now. Mediocre men drive me crazy. Guys that aren't good at their job. So they're always finding reasons to blame somebody else. We got one in Philly and you got abundance of them in New Orleans. And to say that this young, I'm going to say it again, to tell me that a 23-year-old is eating Chinese food over brown rice and they're going to do, dude, he is going to eat French fries. Like, he is going to eat French It's going to happen. Well, we're not asking him not to eat French fries. You are if you're blaking out a story. He's going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. He's going to go to Wingstop. He's going to go to the Bulletproof Chinese food restaurant. That is what he's going to do. So if you can't, as an organization, withstand that blow and still create an environment for him to be successful, let him go. You know what let the argument go. is, and this is and this is my argument. And I've talked to a lot of um, health guys and nutritionists, and because you know I in the forty plus stratosphere had decided to cut weight, and I'm down thirty seven pounds. And the one thing that those guys told me is, you can eat whatever you want. There's no, there's no. There's no way you can't eat whatever you don't want to eat. But the thing is, you have to have more output than intake, which means mm -hmm. that if he wants to go and eat that, that means that his level of exercise, his level of cardio need to be through the roof. At 23, there's no reason he shouldn't be hitting the treadmill for 35, 40 minutes a day. 
And if you know your what? conditioning coach isn't doing that and treadmill. pushing him, I'm just using that as an example. No, no, no. What I'm no saying you're is right. You and I just want to say that, though. I want people to understand what you're saying. The point is, there's options there. It yeah. doesn't have to. It could be this one. That's why I'm so incensed with Embiid. And look, look, let's make no bones about it. I don't like Joel Embiid. I don't know him personally. I'm not talking about him personally. I'm just saying as a basketball player. I loathe him. I can't stand him. I'll be happy when he's out of Philly. But he's not going to take my sixes from me. But my issue is, look, being a great basketball player starts before you step into the gym. I agree. Being great it's with the basketball starts before you get the basketball. I'm going to say that again. Being great with the basketball starts before you get the basketball. Zion has done all those things. He's going backwards. He's hustling backwards because he doesn't want to be there. And honestly, you don't want him there. So let him go. So facilitate Make the trade. Get him out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Send him to Miami for Tyler Hero. I did this show weeks. It was like one of my first shows. Trey Young for Dame Lillard. Obviously, that didn't happen. But the second trade that I talked about was sending Zion to Atlanta. I mean, excuse me, to Miami. Get Tyler Hero. Get Yami uh, Jacquez. Get another pick and move and, and 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 Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry and move on. You're not winning a title with Zion. Do you need to understand that? And you're not and, and the Pelicans are doing well. They're drawing well, the tennis is well. But you'll draw well with Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, and you can build around Tyler Hero because Tyler Hero would want to using Kyle Lowry. He's one he's one foot out the retirement home. He's he out is, of there. But 30, 36 million dollars off of your cap. And when you're a fourteen that ain't freaking winning, you can go to your owner and say, "I'll save you thirty. Well, I'll save you twenty-two million dollars." So that that's that's why I throw Kyle Lowry in there. Okay. But you know what I mean, like like that's why I throw him in there. You get Tyler Hero, you get Jaime, and you get a, a protected pick. You can move forward with that because the fact of the matter is, Brandon Ingram is probably leaving too. Because we haven't even got to that part of the story yet. Brandon Ingram yeah. didn't read up his deal. Because he yeah. allegedly, I use air quotes, allegedly, air quotes, not syllable quotes, believes he's going to get a bump because he'll make first team all NBA or he'll, um, or uh, not first team, but he'll make an all NBA team. So he'll be eligible for more money, make an all star. I don't know what world he was living in, but uh, last I checked, you got Anthony Edwards at the forward position. You've got, well, Shea Gill is, a, what, is he, is he looking at the guard? He's a guard. He's a guard. Okay. So you've got, um, Anthony Edwards, you you've got Joker at that forward position. You've Joker's got a five. he's a center. Yeah, but the forward centers you got three bit, you got front court and you got back court and the all star. Oh yeah, yeah. And the okay. all NBA. You know you got Anthony Davis. I don't know what they're classifying LeBron as these days. So I'm just gonna I'm just I'm just gonna point, move point on God. from that. Point God. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got Kevin Durant. I know they're still qualifying him as a forward. You got Kawhi. You got Paul George. You've got great a lot of basketball this year. Yeah. You've got um, Lucas a forward. Nobody in Houston. You're competing with Zion. And then you've got Wimbiama, who, yeah, he's going to be ranked higher than you in all star votes. So I don't know what Brandon was thinking, other than, you know what? I'll use that as a cover so I can also get out of New Orleans. So just accept the inevitable. Stop slandering this young man because everyone knows it's not him. Everyone knows he's not the problem. They just won't say it. And that's the difference. That's why podcasting is great because you can say that. Organization is bad. It's not the player. The ref, the ref, the restaurant, the cook are bad. It ain't the person eating the meal. They're the bad one. 
and you can change the name, you can change the decor, you can change the menu. But if you got the same chefs, the same location, and the same staff, you're going to have the same result. And that's what you got with the Pelicans. Floor is yours. I actually agree uh, with the takeaway that they need to move on from Zion. I think the more that they continue to bash him, the more they lower his trade value. And it doesn't help anybody to make the move by crushing the narrative that, you know, he's this despondent kid who's, you know, not committed and things like that. If anything, you want to prop him up. Right. You You want to prop him up as, listen, he's doing all great things. Is that the third? Because then teams, even if they figure it out on the back end, you know, listen, let them figure it out on the back end and what to do with them. Trust me, teams around the league are watching this closely. I've heard the Knicks are interested in him. They'd love him as a splash player because they might not get in B like they want. All right, well, if you can't get Embiid, you go get Zion, get younger, and put him in Brunson. I mean, I don't see where he and Julius Randle aren't similar players, except Randle can shoot. You know, he's a little more explosive, but Randle plays. Randle doesn't get hurt, and he's a consistent double-double guy. I don't know that I do that trade particularly, but that's just me. You know, but for a splash player, maybe they maybe they say, hey, we'll give you Julius Randle and picks, and, and so you get a complimentary already, piece back and throw a young guy. And, and you take Zion. Let him walk. They, he was already in yeah. the world. They let him walk. But you, you raise a great point. I'm going to shut it down with this. We don't even know Zion's, Zion's game. We don't know his game. You said Julius Randle's a better shooter. I, I, I mean, statistically, you're right. But can Zion be a better shooter? We don't know what Zion's Williamson's game is at this point. He didn't play well with Lonzo Ball in the beginning. But eventually, they got it going. He didn't play well with Brandon Ingram in the beginning. It was more about him but that could have been an offensive thing with Willie Green. We don't know what type of player he is. Is he a slasher? Is he a transition player? We don't know. Is he a guy that that can only get to the basket? Is he a guy that, you know, can develop a mid-range game? He's got a tremendous basketball IQ, but I knew he had that at Duke. I, don't, I haven't seen it in the NBA. We don't know. Nope. Homeboy missed a half a season for a hamstring injury. He don't want to be there. He don't yeah, want to the be hands, there right the now. Hammy, half, the half-season hammy as well. That's the half-season hammy. I love that. The half-season hammy. He's playing CYO basketball. The bottom line is he doesn't want to be there. We don't know his game. He hasn't maximized his potential. John Moran is out here flashing guns. Look, this is why these organizations <laughs> can't have nice things. It's funny, but it's, it's like because it's basketball fans, how great would it see? Think about this. We just we did a segment on Tyrese Halliburton. How great is it to see him in Indiana? Think about it. How great is it to see Giannis in Milwaukee? Everybody ain't got to play for the Knicks, the Lakers, the Sixers, or the Celtics. It's great to see or teams with these organizations because it creates a new fan base. It raises the stakes for everybody else, and it makes competition better. When these guys are stuck in bad organizations, I mean, what, what are we talking about? Jose Alvarez? Like, are you kidding me, boss? Are, we, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, that's on. fair. That's fair. He needs to be in a place where he can thrive, and the Pelicans need to move on and build a roster that can compete. The Pelicans should be a G League team. I'll end it with that. Make the Pelicans a G League team. Make New Orleans the G League capital. That's what you should do. Because they have a they have a, a G League team. It's in Alabama. I bet you probably didn't even know it. They got a G League team. I, it's, I it's in Birmingham. That's, the, that's I all I need to say that. That's all I need to say left. That's it for this episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk. We appreciate your time in the air. For Everett Terry Jr. I'm Kwame Fisher Jones. If you enjoyed the podcast, like the podcast, share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, comment on the podcast, whatever your podcast platform allows you to do. Until next time, you be easy.